Hello Internet. Welcome to PiawaCast. The biggest, bestest, funniest, most sexual, least midgety gaming podcast on the net. Right, hello and welcome to Piaocast Series 3, Episode 2. This is Richie and I have with me, as ever, Lurk, say hi. Hi. <laughs> and the recently introduced Dream Team that is Danny, say hi. Hey, how's it going? Yep. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Gareth, uh, say hi. Hello. Right, okay, so this is us, uh, second episode, looking good. First one was awesome, I think uh, everyone... Uh, will agree. We cut out the bullshit, we went straight for the games and it was good because last month there were no new games or you know when we did our podcast but now there's there's fucking loads so I'm just going to go with it. Um, Right, Darkness 2, that was definitely on my radar as a day one purchase uh, which then didn't happen because I just couldn't be asked but I will. Uh, Lurk, what's it all about? Well it's a sequel to the original game of Darkness where you play Jackie Estacado, who's a gangster who gets killed and comes back to life with dark powers. Which involves having big tentacle things which can rip people in half and interact with certain objects to pick them up and throw them and stuff like that. Overall, it's a, quite different from the first game because you can actually sort of fire dual wielding and use your tentacles as right. weapons at the same time. So you can like hit someone up in the air and then shoot them while they're in midair. It's just tiny bit bullet stormy in that case oh okay um is it good though is it like exciting arcadey feeling good about the shooting yeah um do you enjoy that slurp of tea you bastard <laughs> <laughs> yes it's very nice um what you do is one thing is as you go for the get, kill people you get points and then with these points it's got an rpg skill tree sort of thing right. so you can gain new skills and put them where you want and so you gain more powers, or certain stuff gets stronger, and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, the graphically, it's um, cell shaded, so it looks a bit like Borderlands in a way. You know, sort of a lot of the characters look like that. Well, the demo um, I noticed, even though it's cell shaded, it was um, awesome. It looks beautiful. I mean, genuinely, I was like really impressed with the detail and all of that. I mean, Gareth, you're a bit of an art head. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you, were you sort of loving the look? I, I was impressed because it was cell shaded, but also it was probably way more detailed than the original Darkness because obviously that was a few years back. Yeah. So it was a good balance of the two, I thought. Okay. Um. I mean, with any sequel, I guess the problem is, like they'll introduce like a load of fan friendly shit, but they tend to dumb things down. Is there anything that's not in the original Darkness that was, you know, or so that was in the original Darkness that's no longer in this one? The only thing I sort of think of, there used to be bits where you like detach your tentacle and it'd run off and attack people. Mm. Um, in this, there's only you can't do that, but there are like little stealth sections with the little imps. Oh right. Used to have um, where you take them over and you attack. You know, you have to like hide in the darkness and attack people from behind. But they're only short, and I mean I'm quite a good chunk for the game, and there's been two so far. So is it still semi-open worldy? No, it's pretty linear. All right, which is good. Um, yeah. The only part about 
the tentacle thing I really didn't like about darkness was like occasionally you'd be required to go through the vents of it and it was kind of annoying mm. like when you were slithering around it, I just didn't feel in other words I'm kind of glad it's gone <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough I mean it was only there for basically a, a sort of weak puzzle element I guess I mean I loved the original game the only thing I'm a bit disappointed about uh, is that they've got rid of the guy who played Alvarez in Oz and now they've got Nolan North Is like that's right isn't it uh, I couldn't tell you. I'd yeah, yeah. It, it was basically uh, Kirk Acevedo um, in the first game, and yeah, now it's Nolan North, which <laughs> is just like, oh, okay, uh, great. Do you recommend it? It's not bad. It seems fairly short. I think I've done about a good two thirds of it on Saturday, which is when I sort of really sat down and played for it for about four, six hours. Not long. You know, a bit of a Saturday and Sunday. I've not played a lot and a good chunk through the game already. I reckon. Is it got a horrible shit tacked on multiplayer like the first game? Uh, it's got some sort of co-op horde mode thing or something. I don't quite know. No, no, it's not horde mode. It's um, essentially, it's kind of like Left 4 Dead, but um, each of you guys have like different darkness powers and you can level them up. Oh, right. Okay, because I haven't played that yet because I don't want to play it with randoms. Okay, well, I am going to buy it. So, um, despite, well, in fact, because it's short, because I love short games, so, um, yeah, that's going to happen. There's some good good bits there. I mean, one one problem I do have is this does seem to be definitely spikes. Oh, right. Like, I've, well, there was one section, and all that kept happening is you get these guys which have, like, whips, and they take your weapons away. Well, you've also got other guys which have, basically, a great big spotlight. So when you're in the light, you can't use your powers. And if you've got a guy with a whip who takes your weapons away, you can't actually attack because you can't use your powers, and you can't shoot because you haven't got any your weapons. So that was yeah, a bit yeah. shit. So you've got to maybe be a bit more tactical with it on certain bits, but it sort of does sort of spike, and it's only you just die because you've lost your weapon and you've been blinded, so you can't really <laughs> run away. But that was only like here and there, sort of fa fairly late in the game which is kind of why I stopped. I was getting a little bit annoyed, so I'm going to leave it and go back to it. Right, next up is... Uh, now, okay, Catherine, right? Now, before I get you guys into it, because obviously, look, you've played it. Gareth, you've played it. Now, what I'm hearing with Catherine is a lot of people were dead excited that it was coming out over here. People were looking forward to it. A bit of pre-order action going on, even. Um, and when I have asked people about it sort of since, they've all gone... Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's got climbing and 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 it's a chick flick or something. It's like some chick flick version of Cuba. But no, I mean, Gareth, what, how are you, how are you finding Catherine? Uh, I think probably the reason why people are having trouble even sort of recommending it or whatever is that it is so unusual and it's so different to anything else, really. Because as you said, it's not... Not so much a chick flick, because it's kind of a bit... It's obviously from a male perspective, and it's all a bit weird. And uh, it's based around his dreams, and his dreams sort of coming into his real life or whatever. And uh, But I did enjoy it. I completed it last night. And, uh, yeah, it's like... The puzzle. I'm not a big puzzle guy, but... Put it in the context of a story, and I did... Kept playing it, and uh, there was a slight... I don't know if you can call it a difficulty spike around stage six, 
I got stuck, but then obviously that... Well, I got stuck to the point of almost wanting to use a guide. But then just before right. I did, I conquered it. And it was like, oh, great. And then obviously by conquering it, I'd learnt the skills required to progress through the rest of the game at a yeah, smooth yeah. rate, you know. So I don't know if you can necessarily call it a spike, because it's not sort of like super unfair, but I did get stuck in a place for a long time. I have been hearing that, oh, this is some games journalists, so... Bastards. You know, take this, take this with a grain of salt, but, like, I've been hearing, oh, but the game does have bits where it gets really difficult and stuff, but then again, like, they're probably the type that like to throw every game on easy just to get through it, and they just want to, like, you know, see all the story and stuff, and they, I've been hearing a lot, like, the story's really good, but the puzzle element... There's nothing, Not nothing so wrong much. with the puzzle element. It's like you, but as with any puzzle yeah, game, yeah. you've got to be good at it if you want to. I mean, the only problem here is because it's a story, you've got to complete a level to get to the next part of the story, as opposed to Tetris or Chime or whatever, where you're only got to be good at it to get a high score. You know, you can still play it and sort of enjoy it if you're bad at it. Whereas in this, there isn't that end goal. It's not. I mean, it is score based, but there's a limit to the score you can get. Is it worth persevering in then? Like, is are the puzzles worth? Like, did you enjoy the puzzles? And is this? Did you enjoy the story as well? I guess I definitely enjoyed the puzzles, even without being a puzzler type guy. And the story is a bit weird. It's a. Uh, I don't even. It's very Japanese. So I don't. Even, I don't even know if I want to say it's that because it. it's just weird. Full stop. I mean, it's it sort of sounded like when people were talking about being chased by babies in a weird in a weird dream world, it was almost like it was some sort of fucked up Silent Hill nightmare. Well, it's, it's played a bit more for laughs as well. You know, it's not trying to go for psychological horror type thing. It's like, it's a horrific scenario, but it's also quite comical because it all takes place, all the puzzles take place in Vincent, the main character's dreams. And so you're running around, because obviously he just wears his boxers to bed, so you're just running around in your boxers, climbing up this tower as this <laughs> giant baby, who's, which is obviously what's affecting him in his real life at that time is chasing him up the tower and he's trying to escape it to get to the top to wake up basically right yeah it's just it is it's weird and I don't see it holding a price for long I don't even know what it's like now but um yeah 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 it's it's worth a shot I mean it's not an easy max I'd say that if that's what you're thinking about maybe dabbling in it for Uh, why? What's the uh, what's the bitch of the bunch in terms of the max? Is it collectos uh, or difficulty level? Difficulty or what? level, really. It's like because you've got to actually be good at the game to. Uh, there's no you can't grind it out or whatever. It's like getting golds in all the levels and yeah. stuff. And basically, to get gold, you've got to as you climb up the tower, you get a chain combo. It's like then going to get, as you get go up each step almost. And so to get a gold, you basically right. have to not break your combo at all through the whole level. And levels last a few minutes and stuff, and there is a there's yeah. a tiny random element to it. I think when the enemies sort of come in and stuff. So you know it's not not an easy max, but it, yeah. I'm going to endure with it. I completed it yesterday, but I'm you know when we stop doing this, I'll probably power it up and see if I can start getting golds on the uh, levels. Okay, okay. Well, um, another one for the uh, for the radar, I think. Um, Okay, well, how did you find it, Luck? He did say, uh, hang on, so he might be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing <fuck's> podcast! 
I don't even know if I'm going to fucking edit that shit out either. <laughs> but he better get good. He better come correct. He's probably off the. He's fact, probably off the plate right now. Just to remind <laughs> yeah, probably. Lurkwell's going to talk about it, but he's he's on the fucking phone or some shit. So right, fuck it. Moving swiftly on. Um, Danny. Um. I don't know anything about Gotham City Imposters at all, apart from that it's got a lot of DLC, and um, it, I don't know, I, I kind of imagined it to be a bit Lego-y or something, because it sort of seemed a bit cutesy and shit, <laughs> but I might be getting that completely wrong. Um, what What is it, and is it any good? Um, it's a team-based shooter, based and it's a really wacky team-based shooter. So think more Team Fortress 2 than um, Modern Warfare and all that jazz. Uh, right. The DLC itself, there's a lot of customization for the characters and stuff. And you can either go about two ways of unlocking it. You can either play through the game and unlock it that way, or you can just spend actual money. Well, that's been the big sort of uh, problem with the game a lot of people have had, though, where... Oh, it's there a... you are, you bastard. Sorry, I did have to bugger off because uh, uh, my neighbour rang the doorbell, so I'll just go see what she wanted. <laughs> so she sounds like she wanted stabbing. Fuck's sake. Really, because she had a letter for me. Fuck's sake. So, yeah, but the big problem is it's like 1200 MSP or whatever, and then there's all this microtransaction shit on top. Yeah, which, which none is, of it, none of uh, which you need to actually bother with to enjoy the game. Yeah, but apparently the leveling up is quite slow. Um, otherwise, and it's. I wouldn't say slow. I've been going on a decent clip. I think the main problem with the game at the moment is that the netcode's a bit ropey. Yeah, isn't that always the way with Xbox Live arcade? It, yeah, by though. the Xbox version is actually the most reliable version. Oh right. Um. The PC version's really shit, by all accounts. Yeah, although Rich would love it, because that's supposed to 200 points, which you can get for playing on the Xbox, you can get the full thousand on there. Uh, uh, and they didn't even bother to add <laughs> new achievements or anything, they just multiplied all the achievement values by five. Oh, it's, it's, it's games for <laughs> Windows thing, man. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, d I don't be touching that. Uh, you know, PC achievements are filth. But, um... Yeah, what I do like about the game when I can actually get into a game, that's the big problem, the whole matchmaking thing's a bit shit, I'm, I'm going to be frank with you here, is that there's a lot of maneuverability and a lot of, uh, you can customise your weapons, COD style and all that jazz, but like you can have like spring-loaded shoes, or you can glide around, or you can like use grappling hooks to like zoom halfway across the map and stuff, and that's really fun. Or have roller skates in it as the other one. Yeah, yeah, so roller skates. really quick and you can jump off ramps. Yeah, and, but like, that stopping's, trampolines. stopping's a bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, like, you're not actually Batman or Robin in this game. Or even the Joker. It's like, your people want to be Batmans and want to be Jokers. Yeah, like people who ah, idolize. Of course, the imp that's the whole imposters thing, I take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you say shooter, is it literally like a first person shooter? Yes. Wow, I didn't expect that. That is weird. Okay, uh, is it is it any good? Um, it would be if the matchmaking worked on it properly. And because of that, I think the game's kind of already dying a death. 
I mean, they're going to release free content for the PC in March and all that, but... Well, I guess it's going to be, um, you know, it'll be a deal of the week thing eventually, and maybe that will give it a boost online, so you might just have to be patient, I guess. Right, guys. Right, let's stop fucking about, okay? Right, look, you can tell your neighbour, right? You can fucking forget about The Darkness 2 and Catherine and Gotham City imposters, right? Game of the Year, right? It's sewn up Final already. Fantasy thirteen two. <laughs> Drink my piss. No, <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> the game, the game of the year, uh, so far certainly. X Men uh, Destiny. Possibly, um, almost. No, it's it's Kingdoms of Amalur. Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, I don't know if Reckoning. you guys got onto it. I don't think you have yet. Yeah, Reckoning because they've given it a, a wanky subtitle. Even, Even though, though it's, not it's a the first one, yeah, it's 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 very old, really, for a new IP. But um, Kingdoms of Amalur, right? I, I'm I'm going to come out and say it, right? Like for a couple of days, I loved Skyrim, and then it started to feel like a job. And I've already got a job, and I don't want another job, especially one that involves me going around a, a kind of monochrome wasteland covered in snow. Shouted right? at dragons. Yeah, and sh you know, fucking hell, there's enough fucking dragons where I work. Ho, 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 ho. Um, so, um, no, so overall, I was like, um, you know, and I, I want to like Skyrim, I really do, because I fucking love Oblivion so much. Um, and then Amalur came out, uh, I played the demo, and I thought, oh, that's pretty positive, you know, it's got, um, it's got that kind of hack and slash gameplay. And I thought, oh, maybe it'll dumb down on the RPG. But you know what? I've been playing the arse off of it. I've completed it on hard. And I'm doing my second playthrough now. Um, I had to rush it a bit because I'm, I'm uh, reviewing it for Gaming Lives. Um, and you know what? It's, it's just fucking brilliant. I mean, everything about it is on point. The RPG elements, um, it, doesn't, it really doesn't cheap on them like you think it would. With such arcadey combat, you'd, you'd think, oh, it's just going to be, you know... Uh, blue mana potions, red health, and that's it. But no, you've got leveling up in stealth, blacksmithing, alchemy, uh, persuasion, gem crafting. It's all in there. I mean, you know, it doesn't it doesn't skimp. And then you've got skill trees for um, might, sorcery, and uh, finesse, which is like your stealthy stuff. Um, tons of weapon types, loads of armor types. Um, just real kind of Diablo style or even Dungeon Siege style looting but with this really fluid excellent combat which is dare I say it finally Conan has met its match um, Conan <laughs> the finest hack and slasher on the 360 um, and, and I'm going to say it guys right I mean okay I'm, I may be a little tongue in cheek I don't know yeah, it is great. It really is. I I do absolutely adore the game. I don't know if it's going to be game of the year at the end of the year for sure, but it's. I think any RPG that doesn't bring in this style of combat from now on is dead to me. Just completely dead. It's like it's such a game changer. I mean, I know it's kind of been done before in you know in other games, but when it's this level of sophistication and the way you can just fluidly go from sword play to magic to you know whatever your secondary weapon if it's um you know a bow and arrow or whatever it just it mixes it up on the fly so nicely everything feels great about it it's got a good story well i mean all these things just rip off lord of the rings but yeah and it looks graphically it, it it's not the highest quality texture looks a bit like um fable actually from what i've seen the graphics 
yeah, it's got a bit of a kind of slightly like, cartoony. Yes, in a kind of nice, kind of friendly kind of way. It's very colourful and it's gory as fuck. When you're pulling off your like your specials in the combat, you know, it's some pretty brutal stuff. And it just comes together to make a really nice game. So I, I'm recommending the arse off of it. Sorry, how Todd McFarlane is the uh, is the, the graphics, the design, yeah, the, the character design? Because I have to admit, I'm not a fan of the guy who made Spawn. Spawn is stupid. To be fair, if I well, if I didn't know, I I wouldn't I, like. If someone hadn't said it was Todd McFarlane, I wouldn't know. You know, genuinely, it hasn't got hallmarks of him. It's got hallmarks of, okay, if I'm going to criticise it, it's, as with all RPGs, it's a little bit cookie cutter in terms of, you know, some of the enemy types and even like the big huge bosses, you know, the kind of the blinded giant teeth kind of giant ogre thing and all of that. You see a lot of that and, you know, but it's not particularly McFarlane um, styled, I don't think. It's just you know, it's just like any other game. It's just, it's just like a solid game, but it's taken the best elements of everything and lost a lot of the shit elements, and it's um, yeah, it just holds together. Um, so no, I wouldn't worry. I mean, if you really hate Todd McFarlane, you're still, you, you won't even detect him in this. Good. A lot of uh, the reviews and stuff I read was that it's sort of good, but then as the game progressed, it sort of didn't change a lot, and it did become a bit. Uh, Boring, maybe. Um, well, let's put it this way: um, anyone who says that <laughs> uh, deserves to be on a fucking offenders register, right? Because, okay, this is the thing. You know how most RPGs, you know, you kind of make choices, and yeah, specialize. Yeah, you specialize in things and all of that, and you can do that in this game. But aside from the fact that you can respec at any time, you know. So that's always an option, but you you don't completely uh, invest in one type of skill and lose everything in another. It, it's kind of got it's got a bit more of a, a versatility to it. Now, in terms of the combat, you can get up close and personal with um, with swords and hammers and whatever. With a special ability that is like scorpion's harpoon, you can pull people into you. So that's fine. Uh, you've got your magic attacks, you've got your ranged attacks. Um, I was using these kind of things called chakrams, which are like fuck-off um, shurikens sort of thing that, that kind of fly around. Like Xena, warrior princess. I was about to mention that. <laughs> Is that what you were role-playing as? Yeah. <laughs> well, Lurk's just life-playing as Xena um, right now, dressed as a... Yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know, I... I never really watched Zena, but um, yeah, sure, her, yeah. Um, no, it's got it's got enough. I mean, listen, or is it like the you... glaives from Kroll? <laughs> Fuck off, man! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's like things from a game, but um, no, the way I'd say it is, um, you know, <laughs> fucking any other hack and slasher is going to at some point become repetitive. Um, I suppose the difference is, yes, this is over an RPG setting, so you're going to be playing this for a lot of hours, but I've never really got bored with the combat. Plus, you're always unlocking new abilities when you level up, so there's new things in the mix, and if you want to just suddenly get respec and go from one style to another, you can totally do it. So, no, the combat is... The combat for an RPG is spectacular. Um... 
for, for so do enemies level up as well, or you know, do you get different enemies later on, or is it different? Do you become quite overpowered and stuff? Right, different enemies later on. Um, certainly, they don't level up with you. So as you kind of progress further, everything becomes a bit of a higher level. In like, there's a there's a kind of it's an open world thing, but you are effectively going from left to right on the map. So you start off, you come out of your initial tower dungeon thing and you're on the left side of the map and the big bad is in the bottom right, you know, and you kind of work your way towards it and things get tougher as you go along. Um, the final bit, the, the final few areas sort of thing uh, were very tough. Um, I maybe rushed to them a bit um, to get, you know, to get through the story, but I was playing on hard. But that said, overall the game's a little bit bit too easy for its own good so there is that to think about you know it was only in in the last sort of quarter that it kind of started giving me a bit of a challenge and I was having to use potions and stuff but that was playing on hard you know so I recommend to start the game on hard oh and turn off turn down the sensitivity on the camera and you got yourself a solid game in fact a brilliant game but anyway that's enough of me wanking off Amalur X-Men Destiny how many fucking X-Men games are there right now? It's like a trillion, and I don't know if any of them I don't are good. Know. This is the only one I've played. All oh, right, okay. Um, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess and say It too is a button-mashy combat game with light and heavy attacks and mutant superpowers and whatever. Uh, correct. Is it linear? And uh, Yeah. Is it deliciously absolutely. short? <laughs> uh, it is relatively short, absolutely. I mean, the only thing is there are cutscenes in it and they're unskippable so <laughs> first time through it's like alright it's quite poor dialogue but I, I'll bear with it but then I played through about half of it again and it was like I knew what they were saying but there's no way to get out of it oh. Am I right so in saying that this is it. the game where you don't actually play as any of the X-Men? Correct you play as a new mutant who happens to be the best mutant ever <laughs> You basically unlock your power and you can pick from like three different types of power. I picked shadow power or something. And there's also like the photon blasts and there's uh, something to do with hardening yourself or something. Ooh, uh, That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then as you go through you get experience and you can power up those powers and also as you hit certain story beats you'll get new powers or you can pick pick another two powers and uh, as well as that as you collect things or complete challenges or whatever you get uh, X genes as they're called hmm. genes G-E-N-E <laughs> right as opposed to uh, denim ones <laughs> and yeah. um, <laughs> and they're basically based on X-Men or um, Brotherhood characters such as Wolverine, who you might have heard of. And uh, they give you other powers, like, you know, Wolverine, you heal quicker. Right. Or um, your strength gains attack as you get power up your power bar. And so you can mix and match all these, as well as getting all your own superpowers, which basically makes you... And you can also switch those out at any time, the uh, X-Gene ones, which means your mutant is a person who can pick their power at any time from any mutant. Right. A bit like Rogue. And, well, she... 
Well, she has to absorb it from someone, doesn't she? And then she's got it for a bit or forever if she kills them. Kind of. I don't know a lot about X-Men, that's what I'm saying. It's the story. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in this, she basically you just switch out like a little... Uh, like a belt or something. Oh, right. <laughs> so you have different belts go with your jeans. Oh! Yeah. Oh, sexy. Oh, oh that's good. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean... But yeah, it's a hack and slash, and it's made by the people who made Two Human. Oh, no, that was um, shit! I know it was. There's even... One of the achievements is a reference to Two Human. <laughs> is it called shit? <laughs> Yeah, it's called Sorry about that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, it's something about a Valkyrie or something where you have to die a hundred times because if you remember in Two Human when you died, you got this stupid cutscene. Why would they remind you of that shit? Seriously, I'm not saying about Two Human, but literally the worst part of Two Human. The, the Valkyrie bit, this way, like, unskippable cutscenes is one thing, but having to watch that, inevitably when you die a hundred odd times in that game, it's like, you know, hours of well, my life. Thing, I had to also grind out that achievement, <laughs> dying a hundred times, because I played through on hard, and it's still very easy. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's also an easy max, so there's a lot of things going for it in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> as far as actual gameplay goes, it's, you know, it's alright. It, it was a good, it's a good thing to turn on just so you didn't have to concentrate, or you could just enjoy going through something without having to stress too much or yeah. feel challenged or whatever, you know. Yeah, just a kind of zen game where you just... Yeah, it's a similar thing with Sonic Generations I played a little while back. Is, uh, you turn it on and you just sort of quite enjoy it just because it wasn't an RPG that you had to get super deep into or a super hard hack and slash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would strongly suggest just getting X-Men the arcade game instead because it's almost exactly identical. I've got it. It's quite dull. <laughs> <laughs> but you can play with friends. Um, oh, I hated that shit. Oh, God. I really hated that shit. Um, especially okay, okay. when you've got... Um, what was it? Colossus and his fucking power where you just go... <laughs> no one can move a blob. You just keep doing it because it's got infinite... Uh, credits. Yeah, you got infinite credits, and you're just trying to blast through the game, and you just go. You got to complete um, this Colossus. Yeah. Speaking of Konami games that have infinite credits, did anyone pick up the new Simpsons game that came out last week? Oh man, Danny be going off script. I like it. Um, I played. <laughs> I played the demo, and yeah <laughs> it's a konami I mean, beat em up i do enjoy it it's fun if you play it with friends and stuff but yeah you're getting what you pay for basically a scrolling beat em up they generally don't tend to have long well, shelf life or whatever you know i noticed um i noticed that it's uh like it's an 18 meg download 800 uh msp for 18 megs that's like fucking smaller than most indie games so I thought that was a bit weird um, the Simpsons arcade game off the top of my head I mean I've played it on MAME and shit um, is it much of a credit grabbing bastard actually or? it's pretty good um, as Konami scrolling beat em ups go it's definitely not better than the uh, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that annoying fucking helicopter bit and the Krang boss fight and like where half the characters couldn't even hit the guy, but um, <laughs> yeah, like the Simpsons one is where they actually managed to perfect it. That and Turtles in Time, which they remade on the 360 and 
it was terrible because it was that horrible 3D yeah, gash. But um, yeah, the uh, the Simpsons arcade game is probably the best one on the, that you can get on the 360, and your characters are well animated and stuff, and um, there's a lot of moves that you can perform, like you do team attacks and pick up cars together and throw them at people, and you know, and the enemy variety is actually very good, because you know, like in X-Men, you're just fighting Sentinels most of the time, and in Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles, you're fighting, like, Foot Clan, or in, or in Simpsons, the actual enemy variety is a lot better. Like, you're, you're fighting goons a lot, but also you fight clowns, and evil bunny rabbits, and boxes that lose their boxer shorts really easily, and that kind of thing. Um, it, it's a better game, but then again, like, you know, make sure you try the demo. If you get bored by the end of the demo, don't buy the game, because you're going to get bored really quickly otherwise. <laughs> See, I like my scrolling beat-em-ups, but I think it's just going to be one I'll wait till it's 400 points and then I'll pick up. And, it, and that won't take long, I don't think. Once they get past this terrible fucking Xbox Live Arcade promotion house party thing that's going to be happening... Um, yeah, games like that are destined for the chop. Um, okay, speaking of fighting games, um, apparently, right, I don't even know what this means, but the soul still burns. Like, like right? Does... gonorrhea. Yes. Like gonorrhea. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Soul Calibur Five. is it, um, you've been playing it, is it, it, like... <sighs> Are all the Soul Calibur games shit apart from that one on the Dreamcast, or is it just me? No, I liked Soul Edge or Soul Blade, the original one. That was pretty cool. And I preferred Masters of Terrascarzi over that. But that was stupid. <laughs> that had Princess Leia punching Darth Vader, which okay yes. is both awesome and stupid at the same time. But <laughs> yeah, but Soul Calibur Four had fucking Darth Vader and Yoda in it, so that is true. And Link. It? Was that the one that had Link? No, in that it? was Soul Calibur no, 2. Calibur two. Oh, I see, it's all fucking the same game. Now, my problem with the Namco <laughs> beat em ups is that they release a new one every whenever, and there's like two new characters, and then there's like the previous 14 or something. Um, you know, I take it this one doesn't introduce that many new Actually, guys it and... does. They cut a lot of the old Ooh. characters, but they bring back slightly similar new characters as the new generation, because <laughs> it's in the future. Not that much in the future. It's not like, you know, <laughs> Syndicate the fighting game or anything. But, like, uh, you know, they have characters that are, like, daughters or, like, offspring of other characters and that kind of jazz. And the guest character this time actually fits with the game. It's Ezio from um, Assassin's Creed, which is pretty cool. Um, at least he actually... That's kind of cool, but he's very much from the past. Yeah, he is. It's around his era sort of thing. Like. Oh, okay. Like, it's not a modern-day thing. It's not like you're in Glasgow with baseball bats or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> can, you, can, you, um, can you unlock the old characters? Um, no, like, not, not that we lot. know of, no. Because um, from what I could tell, they've got rid of a lot of the best characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, for example, Taki's no longer in it, but her, her student yeah, is. that's the one I'm thinking of. Who plays almost identically to her with a couple of new news. Um, what about Maxi? Is Maxi in it? I believe so, yes. That's all. Have they brought Huang back? I think there's a... He's still my favourite from Soul Blade. I can't remember, to be honest. I know there's a character that plays like him. I'm not sure if it is him or not. Yeah. But um, 
Probably not. They cut him out in Soul Calibur One, <laughs> and he's not been he's been back as an optional, you know, secret character since. But he was the best um, one. Yeah, but fuck Mitsuru. Like they've mainly <laughs> focused on the multiplayer aspect. And like when I said, hey, I liked the original Soul Blade. Well, they've actually reintroduced some, well, kind of reintroduced a couple of new features from that game. Like for example, did you know the original Soul um, Edge had super moves in it, which would break your weapon? Well, in Soul yeah. Calibur 5 they have kind of the same thing, but it just doesn't break your weapon anymore. Instead, it just um, depletes a special gauge, which is very Super Street Fighter 4, if you guys have played that or whatever. Like, hey, you do a super damage. Um, oh, yeah. um, weapon damage carries on through, through the entire fight, so if you block too much throughout the fight, you will basically lose your weapon and you do not get it back at the start of the next round. So you, you, right. you better have the skills of Chuck Norris if you intend on blocking a lot. But they do have a kind of um, interesting parrying system. If you press, I think, block at exactly the right time, you deflect the actual blow, and your doesn't damage your weapon. The actual online mm -hmm. code is pretty good as well. Like Namco seem to get that okay, and that seems where where most of their time has been spent because. The single player stuff and this is terrible. It's better than <laughs> uh, it's better than Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, admittedly. But like we're talking like in arcade mode, characters do not have intros or endings. Yeah, that I heard that, and that seems like I mean, admittedly, the stories in in all beat 'em ups apart from Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 are terrible. But even so, you know, well, you make an effort, right? I want to know why yeah. why this dude is beating up other dudes. Even if it's a terrible reason. Um, I mean, in Soul Calibur 4, I remember they had, like, a line, like, one sentence ending and stuff, so it's been going this way for a while, considering Soul Blade has amazing endings. Now, it's just like, you don't even get that, and what we get instead is this, um, they seem to have put more of their attention to this, like, this other story mode concerning two characters. This is not arcade mode, this is like a um, campaign. It's really badly voice acted. And, mm. uh, yeah, it's really creepy. Like, I'm not sure if this is like a <laughs> Japanese thing, but like, there's kind of as. Yes, I get is. a kind of incestuous kind of vibe between these two. Like, Princess Leia and, um, uh, Luke, Luke. kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. Like the sort, the characters are awful in that mode. I just want to punch both of them in the fucking face. Have they brought back the shitty dressing up bit as well? Oh yeah, they got the creative character stuff in there still. That's more robust than ever before and all that jazz. But um, all, all in all, like, is there going to be shit tons of DLC for it then? Well, I think there already is because. Yeah, there's music. Yeah, there's music. And stuff, I've seen plenty and of that. And also, Game of Hatchie had a, D a DLC character, which you got if you actually pre-ordered from them. And I can tell the game's not doing too well already because Game have already started reducing the price of the special edition of the game. It's all, oh, it's right. almost the same price as the regular edition now. Who's the extra character? Oh, Do he's you know? some really shit kind of rogue magician guy from like the PSP oh, from the from PSP, the PSP broken yeah. destiny whatever it's called um 
which I actually well, own. it sounds um, <laughs> awful. It sounds utterly blaverage. Um, Just break out the Dreamcast. Yeah, Get yeah. Soul Calibur. On. Fuck that shit. Basically, I think is what he's trying to say. Um, and I'm I'm down with you on that. Right. Okay. Right. Well, other f- uh, fighting game then. Um, UFC, baby. UFC. Ah, right. Yes. Um, got UFC undefeated. Undefeated three, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Undisputed. Yeah, undisputed. Um, I don't fucking know. It's the third one. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, oh, hang on, Danny. I think you're meant to interject there. Interject. Yep. Oh, he just said it was. He said it was the third one. No. Well, I know it's not the third one because it was the one that came out on the Dreamcast. Which and there was right, a couple of and there was sure. a couple thought, of PS2 thought, um, UFC games too, actually, as well. Yeah, I thought. I thought Danny. I thought something had happened to Dan. He's supposed to come in and correct you on shit like that. Anyway, anyway, talk about this game. Um, it's a lot like the first two in many. You know, the the actual stand-up fighting hasn't really changed a lot. Yeah. Um, Controls the same, everything else. Where they've changed it is they've uh, with the ground game to change positions. There's a choice to put a simplified version on. So you just like flick up for a minor move. So it's say go from the guard into half guard. You just flick up. Or if you want to do a minor major move, which would be say go from the guard to side control. You just flick down. Rather than doing like the quarter circles and half circles you had to do before. Thank God. Which Makes it a bit, you know, a bit easier if you want to do it that. But you can have it either way. It's off or on. So, but you can simplify it, which is good. Because, and well, is there any advantage to not do that? Not really. Um, you can fake people out with your transitions. What I've been told. But to be honest, for the average Joe, that's not going to matter. The other major sort of game change, as far as the actual, is the submission game, which is very similar to EA MMA, where you. Like you put in a submission, and you've got like a the opponent's got a little cursor that moves around his octagon, suddenly pops up in the middle of the thing, and you've got to chase it and try and keep on top of it to actually lock it in. So that's as far as the actual sort of gameplay goes. I've only played a few hours of single player through the story, and they've changed that quite a bit because instead of like just adding to your stats and everything else, you just play mini games, which changes all your stats. So Say you do the punch bag game, where you've got to like move around a punch bag and hit certain areas when they're highlighted. That'll increase yeah. your speed, but and say your your stamina. Well, it'll also affect your 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 stand-up skills as you know as well. So you do one thing and it affects like a whole set of stats. Actually, I've got a so question. You... Does it? Do you have the annoying skill deterioration thing that um, the other game had? Like, if you wouldn't do something for so long, it would, like, literally completely cripple your guy. And, like, yeah, because you know, the second... I think it was 2010 one, it or 2011, yeah. whatever it was, the last one, had that, and it was shit, which actually really put me off it. Uh, I barely played the single player of that game. Yeah, so I stopped really playing that too. <laughs> the campaign. Played it, I played it for a day myself, to be honest. And that, yeah, the fact you, but this hasn't got it. What it does is say if you concentrate on certain things, it will, like, certain stuff you do will take away from another skill. But it doesn't actually deteriorate, you know, just because you haven't trained in jiu-jitsu for ages or something. Okay, well, I mean, between that and the sort of simplified 
sort of you know option for the controls that all sounds pretty positive to me i mean i i did play the demo and i found it sort of surprisingly addictive um pretty enjoyable so are you are you kind of into it or what yeah it was i've just had this thing of nothing i've really wanted to play and then over two weeks there was three games that got released so i started playing catherine then i got darkness 2 and ufc 3 so i was sort of played UFC 3 for an evening and then I've played sort of quite a bit of Darkness so I think once I'm done with Darkness I'll go back to Catherine or maybe a bit of UFC whatever and swap round um, but yeah so far it all seems pretty positive it's you know the stand-ups you know which was always the stronger point of of, of it was you know it's, it's still the same still very good um, with improvements with the sort of submission and Grand game. Oh, have you played much of the Pride stuff? Because I saw footage of that online. It looks exactly identical to the television show, which is great. Um, and they even got the crazy Japanese announcers in there and stuff. Um, I haven't played any of the Pride stuff yet. I will, because it's like, as you go through, you start off, um, in like the career, you, you create your character and you can start off in the World Fighting Alliance. And then you can move move up to the UFC, and then you can get invited to a Pride tournament or Pride fight, and that's obviously got like different set of rules. So you can like stamp people's heads and kick them in the head and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, being the main main big difference with that. Uh, and I the ring, know... the ring's an actual boxing ring as well. And if you get yeah, to, and all... if you go past the ropes and stuff, you, it doesn't break the hold. Instead, they just drag them into the center exactly the same position and they get to continue doing whatever they're doing on the ground as well. Yeah, resets position back in the centre and stuff like that. So but I haven't actually played any of that yet. I will have to try you know, just fuck around with uh controls and you know, do some sort of matches like that and see how it goes. So I just sort of yeah. sat down and played sort of through a career for a big chunk to see how that went. Okie doke. Well, that sounds um, that sounds enchanting. I think I'm going to pick it up. Has he got any online pass bollocks? I'm guessing definitely. Yes. Yes, it has. Right. Um, it was one of the first games to start the trend. It wasn't was, it? yeah, yeah. One of the previous ones. Yeah. And what was it? The, the one I picked up was from Shop 2 and it had some extra DLC which meant I got some extra, um, extra guys. So I think... Which aren't on the normal thing, and there's another one where you get like Alistair Overeem in it, or as well. I think you can oh, get or Nick Diaz and even yeah, this is one with Nick Miller. Diaz and stuff. Even without all the DLC and stuff, there's like 135 plus fighters in there. Like some of them are slightly younger variations with different resets, but that's still pretty cool. Okay, well, look, I mean, yeah, that's all good. That sounds decent. Last of the releases that we're going to cover from the last month is Final Fantasy 13-2, is that right? Yep, it's the second Final Fantasy 13 game. Now, all right, that's just designed to annoy the tits off of me, right? <laughs> I mean, that's why they've done it. Is that 13-2, what? It was like they did 10-2. Yeah, uh, 10-2, yeah, which just sounds like a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 10 to what? <laughs> It's loosely uh, connected to 13 in that there's similar characters in that, but you don't play as the same characters from 13. 
Oh, but you can if you buy them with DLC. Well, you still wouldn't play it as them. I don't think you could get them in your party. No, you can get lightning in your party. I believe she's a bit DLC. Yeah, but you don't control... You only control the same two people. Oh, really? The whole time, yeah. You've got Sarah, who's lightning sister, and you've got Noel, who's some guy from the future. Noel Edmonds? And, uh... Well, he's from the future and he hasn't got a beard, so... Is it Noel Fielding? not. <laughs> it's more like Noel Fielding. Is it Noel Redding from um, the Jimi Hendrix experience? <laughs> it's it's a Japanese Noel. And, uh, yeah, you only control those two and they're the only party members, really. But you can uh, cap well capture or persuade, maybe, monsters to join you and then you can have them in your party, but you have no control over them. They've got their own set of rules to work by. So you're only controlling two characters ever. Mm. I'm sorry, I assume that's true because I've been playing it for a while, but I haven't finished it. But uh, How linear okay. is this game? That seems to be the way it's set up. Uh, it, uh, well, it's not Skyrim, but it's... Uh, it's not co- It's not Call of Fantasy? Because <laughs> no, you... It's based around time travel and that. And so you unlock different time periods. That was an audible sigh can... from someone there. Own up! <laughs> from Lurk, that was me. I'm just so, I'm so fucking awful. Chrono Trigger, sir. Yeah. Chrono Trigger. In fact, it kind of reminds me of I Chrono Trigger, it. actually. <laughs> how they set it up. Yeah, but, you know, you unlock different time periods and you can unlock multiple from the same place. And so, you, although there is a story thread, you can go into an area which is way too high level for you or whatever or and there's quests so people will be like, Oh, I want this flower for some reason but it doesn't it doesn't bloom anymore. It's a shame, isn't it, a random person I've never met. <laughs> and so then you can go into the past and you find it and then you take it to them and go, Oh, this is that flower that you wanted and then, you know, they go, Thanks, here's some money or a potion or whatever. And you know, it's the RPG elements of it are quite like, I don't mind it, the uh, upgrade stuff and that is quite fun in that you've got a path and then you can pick what to upgrade along that path so the path is always the same, Mm. but you know you can say, oh at this point I want to upgrade my magic skill, or at this point I want to upgrade my physical attack or whatever, and so you can end up creating these two characters in any way you want which is pretty good, that's not linear at all. But the setting, the story, the characters, the character design, the music, is all horrible. Yeah, that's my, that's my <laughs> biggest... I think that's the dam- most damning thing about this thing, because they're intending on keeping this universe, and I fucking hate it. Like, they, they still got verses... It's the and universe, it's just written so poorly. It's like, so really badly written. The voice acting is alright, but when you've got awful dialogue, there's only so much you can do. And the character designs are horrible. They've all got stupid hair and stupid outfits. Yeah, the, the actual character designer actually, like, after like, hey, this is a Square Enix game in Final Fantasy, his name comes up next in massive, bold yeah. writing that they're really proud that this guy's exactly, been like designed. it's supposed to be a good thing. Like, no! <laughs> but it's awful. And they've brought back the Moogles, which is this little cuddly toy type thing that flies around and you're trying to have there's supposed to be this dramatic sequence happening in front of you and then this thing just pops up and he goes Koopo 
It's like, wow, yeah, get that Ben Cooper's totally basically the stuff that it eats. It's like me going, "Yo, guys, how's it going? I've been playing Final Fantasy 13 too. I like it a lot. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, but if you had a really annoying cutesy voice. And everything you said was, yeah, Coupo, Coupo, something, something, Just Coupo. like you just went sausages, like, sausages, sausages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's like there's this emotional scene happening, and then this thing just pops up, Coupo. It's like, what is this? Sounds awesome. It's like there's no one in this room with me, but the hair on my body stands up in embarrassment, you know? It's that sort of thing. It's like, oh, what is going on? <laughs> but at the same time, I quite like the RPG parts, <laughs> so I, I will endure. Oh God! So the actual like this is this sort of game which makes me think Japan is so so different from everywhere in the world because this wouldn't fly anywhere. <laughs> you know, whereas Catherine is Japanese, but you know that's all right. But this is like who who likes this? Mm. Not the game itself, but the dressing around it. Well, that's just fucking Japanese for you. The they are weird that as would fuck, make you man. vomit, Rich. You would vomit <laughs> from both ends. <laughs> just look, setting eyes on it. It's like uh, it's the sort of thing that would make you implode with rage. Right. Yeah. To be so honest, I, I can't deal with any of those Final Fantasy games. I I I, I, exactly, I try occasionally. This is the ultimate. Oh, God. Okay. Well, listen, listen. I've. I've really heard enough about Final Fantasy um, thirteen <laughs> two. Um, I hope it's uh, whatever. I don't care. Is anyone going to be looking at or buying Binary Domain? No, not at launch. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm tempted, but um, I wait and see how lemony it is first. If it's sufficiently lemony, I might pick it up. Right. Okay. But did you try out the demo? I'm, I'm saving myself. I don't want. I don't want to spoil <laughs> my expectations of the demo. You want to keep yourself. Yeah. Pure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Syndicate. Lol. <sighs> no, no. Again. No. Not at launch. Fucking no. Fucking way at launch. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Nexuiz. Nexuiz. Nex. Any XUIZ? That sounds like a Xbox Live thing, actually. Um, okay, uh, SSX. It's been a while since we've had a snowboarding game. I hate them. Um, SSX, is SSX? SSX was actually a pretty good snowboarding game. Um, yeah, it was a fun one. The last one I played was SSX Tricky, I think. Yeah. Back in PlayStation 2 or whatever. Nah, it sounds bent. Right, Asura's uh, Wrath. <laughs> uh, God of War slash uh, uh, Death May Cry style game made, made by Capcom. I think the reason why people might not buy that on day one is the fact yeah. that um, Mass Effect 3 comes out that day. Um, very quickly, has anyone tried the demo? No. Of Mass Effect 3? Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, is it, I think um, there's two, isn't there? There's the single player and a multiplayer demo, is that right? I don't know. I don't. Oh, I no, checked and I didn't not. see another one. I think one. it's I just part of the same. Unlocked within the yeah. demo. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, you, you're pretty excited. Is it keeping you enthralled? Are you well up for this? Not cancelling your pre-order? Um, I, I'm not sure if I have pre-ordered it yet. I have to check that. But um, Mass Effect 2, I don't enjoy it as much as a lot of people just because I really enjoyed Mass Effect 1. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'll sort of be a bit sort of simmering on, on it and then I'll put it in and I'll start it up and then I'll be like, yeah, I, I love this game forever. <laughs> 
Okay, um, on the same day, uh, Street Fighter X Tekken. That's a Danny one. Yeah. Right there. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm interested, because, you yeah. know, Street Fighter and Tekken, you know, 2D fighting game, I want to see how it goes. But I'm going to wait, because there's going to be a shitload of DLC for it. Yeah, and true. then there's going to be Street Fighter X Tekken Arcade Super Turbo Edition. That's the thing, because so, like with Blaze Blue, you're getting a ton of content with it, and it's probably going to be cheaper. Yeah, but with Blaze Blue, you're going to have a bunch of shit characters that you don't give a fuck about. Whereas <laughs> in Street Fighter and Tekken, you're going to have Ace characters that you've that you've loved. That's the thing, though. A lot of the Street Fighter characters are basically just clones of themselves. Um, Blaze Blue has less of that. Um, but yeah, the, uh, they, this one's a bit more juggle-happy, they've got tons of like crazy ass combos that normally wouldn't work in a Street Fighter game. And finally, uh, again, sounds like possibly a one for Danny, but equally definitely not, because a bit like me with the new Syndicate, how are you feeling about the new XCOM? Oh, that one. Well, Ooh. it's made by the guys who made um, Civ Revolution, which who, which you... They did a really good job with that. Um, Sid, Sid Meier, the guy who made Civiliz um, the original Civilization game, runs Fraxis, and he kind of knows his shit. They've also taken ideas from um, like the modding community and from the XCOM games and stuff. And it's not that stupid first-person shooter, so could be okay. <laughs> but um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> keeping an open mind. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Alright, so you'll be hoping for a demo on that one, I guess. Yeah, All right. Okay, well, um, I think that's basically everything that would take us up to the next podcast. So, um, yeah, well, listen, that is long enough by half. I think uh, it's time to call it a day. Everyone say goodbye. 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 Bye. Squiddy loves Final Fantasy. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> bye.